Welcome to Sinsomnia, a show where I tell you stories in a really boring voice to help you fall asleep. For tonight's story, we're going to talk about one of the most famous female superheroes of all time, and that is Wonder Woman. Now, this will be the origin and her first adventure. How the story starts off is actually with a caveman. It's winter. The land is desolate, and he is clutching his right rib with his left hand as he enters a cave. He's clenching his teeth. He sits on a rock, looking defeated. And there in the cave is a woman, and she's there keeping the fire, and she knows something is wrong. So she consoles him. She touches his shoulder, and he has this look of disdain in his eyes. He turns around, he takes his club, and he bashes her in the head. He's so angry that he can't provide. And as he hits her, the scream from her body is swallowed by the air, and it shrieks inside of him and causes him to cry. Her spirit is lifted up and sent to the heavens, and the caveman is left alone. So, now we will transport ourselves to Mount Olympus. While we're in Mount Olympus with the Olympians, who are the Greek gods, Ares is in the middle of the floor of the courtroom. And he's talking, and he's giving his pitch, and he's saying, basically, that humanity should be wiped out, that they're doomed, and that they don't deserve anything. Now, you have other gods that are there, too. You have Aphrodite, you have Artemis, Apollo, and, of course, Zeus. And they're all talking about humanity and the other gods are saying, what are you talking about? Let let humanity live. And Ares is saying we have to take control of humanity of these mortals before they do something rash and before they even destroy us. And Ares storms off. Now, the other gods are afraid of Ares. They know that as humanity incites more wars and violence, that Ares grows stronger and stronger. And they know that Ares will become so strong that he will actually overthrow Zeus and the rest of the Olympians. So, Artemis actually says, we should create a race, a race that is so strong that they will not succumb to Ares. And Zeus says, and I bet you think that this race should be female. And Artemis says, it doesn't matter if they're male or female, but why not? Why should they not be female? And Ares says, it doesn't matter whether they're male or female, they're mortals, and they will succumb to Ares. It is inevitable. And then he vanishes. So Hera rounds some of her female goddesses. She rounds up Aphrodite, Artemis, Athena, and she says, we must make a trip. And they go down to Hades, to hell, to the deepest, darkest, remote spot. It's so remote that even gods haven't been there. 
and they encounter this area that looks like almost a whirlwind with these sparkling lights in it. And some of the gods ask, what is this? And Hera says, this is Gaia. Gaia, by the way, is the mother of Earth that she mated with basically Uranus or Uranus, the heavens, and that's how they produce the Titans who then produce the Olympians who then produce humanity and so on. And in this whirlwind, there are these sparkling stars and Hera explains that this is Gaia's womb and all those lights, those stars in this whirlwind are the souls of women and their lives have been cut short by man's fear and ignorance of them. So the women gather together, the female goddesses, and they sing the song of life. Artemis opens her mouth and begins to sing. And those stars of these women's souls are transported to an island, Themyscira. And these souls are reincarnated into the Amazonians, a race of only warrior women. They are fully adult. They brush out of the water just like Aphrodite did, coming out, celebrating life because they are born. Now, they have no memory of their past souls because it's just souls of them. But they come out of the water. They are enchanted by the flowers of the earth and the birds in the air and everything. And just then, they hear a voice from the heavens and it says, daughters, attend me. You are a chosen race, born to lead humanity in the ways of virtue, the way of Gaia. Through you, all men shall know us better and worship as always. And these are the goddesses of Olympus. Athena grants them wisdom that they may be guided by truth and justice. Artemis grants them skill in the hunt. Demeter gives them fruitful fields so that they may have a harvest, and Estia says that she will build them a city. They look down and shine their light on one woman. She has fair skin, long, dark, black hair. And they say, you, Hippolyta, you will be queen of all of the daughters. And they assign her her second in command, and there they give them these magical tools. One is a girdle, a magic girdle that has a lot of powers of strength and invulnerability. Now, the goddesses leave and the Amazons are raising their fists toward the air and screaming of joy. And as they do this, Ares is watching in the background. Now, we cut over to Hercules. He's in bed just finishing with a woman in bed and she is taunting him she's laying naked in the bed and she says you know hercules i've heard that there is an amazonian queen who can outdo you she can defeat you and that really pisses hercules off and he says he calls her a wench and he says just shut up she laughs more about it, and he gets angry, and he says, be silent. He puts his hands on her, and he throws her to the ground in rage that there was a woman that could beat him. And then, when Hercules leaves, 
the woman laughs, laughs and laughs, and her skin burns off, and it's seen that she was actually put there by Ares. She was put there to coax Hercules and to upset him purposely. So Hercules makes his way to Themyscira, and there he settles on the land, and Hippolyta stands in front of him, and she says, you must leave this area right now. And he says, don't be foolish. Why should I? Why should I listen to a woman? And she says, I am your superior. And he says, prove it. So Hercules lunges at Hippolyta, but she takes him and throws him right into a tree, using his momentum. Just then, he picks up the tree, rips it out of its roots, and swings it. But Hippolyta is able to jump out of the way, and she takes her battle axe, and she uses the nub of it and knocks Hercules in the back of the head. He's on the ground. She takes out her knife and holds it to his throat. And Hercules laughs. He says he is impressed. And then he says the Amazons are worthy allies. So, all is good. And at night, they have a party, a feast. There are some of Hercules' men there. The Amazons are there. And Hercules is with Hippolyta in her room. And they're commenting on how, look how everyone is behaving. Everyone's having so much fun. And they're loving themselves. And he gives Hippolyta a drink. And he says, come drink with me. So she drinks. And she immediately drops the glass. The chalice has something in it. And it has a potion that makes her ache. And almost makes her weak. And unfortunately, Hercules takes his fist and he beats her. He then chains Hippolyta up, chains her hands together, and he takes off this girdle that was given to her to give her her magical powers, and he throws her in a dungeon. And Hippolyta is there crying, and she cries out to the goddesses, and she says, please forgive me because I failed you. And so Hera comes out and she says, we have not forgotten you. And she tells Hippolyta to use her cunning and to use her beauty to her advantage. So Hippolyta calls the guard who's blocking the door and he opens it and Hippolyta is in chains naked. And she says, isn't this what you want? And as he approaches closer, she takes her chain and she uses it to wrap around the guard and to beat him. Then she takes a sword, cuts off her chains, and proceeds to where the men are. She tells the Amazonians that they are under attack. The Amazonians go and they start to defeat the men. They push them back, knock them out, and move them away from their land. Now, they put back on their magic girdles and they say, we cannot trust these men anymore. We need to be hidden away. So the goddesses of Olympus, they hear them. And what they do is they ask Poseidon to open up the waters and they turn the mascara from a land into an island. 
the women walk to this new area that has the marble statues, everything there. But the mascara is hidden, hidden away from men. So Hippolyta is in charge now, and she constructs this new city to be grand, but she feels like she's missing something. So she goes to the earth, and she takes the clay, and she forms a baby out of it. And she says, your heart shall race with anticipation, but steady yourself. And from then, the goddesses hear her, including Hermes too, and they give her clay baby powers. Demeter grants her the power and strength of the earth. Aphrodite gives her great beauty and a loving heart. Athena gives her wisdom. Artemis gives her the eye of a hunter. Hestia grants her sisterhood with fire. And Hermes gives her speed and the power of flight. And then this clay baby is given life. And that becomes Diana. And in case you didn't know, Diana is the Roman version of Artemis. This Diana is Diana Prince, who will eventually become Wonder Woman. She excels at swimming and physical challenges. She's great at throwing a javelin. She's smart in her studies. She can jump higher, move faster, stronger than any Amazonian. And she's skilled at fighting. But Diana wants to know more of the world. She wants to see the rest of it. And every time she brings it up to her mother, Hippolyta, Hippolyta can't take it. And she tells her, silence, I'm your queen. You will not talk about this anymore. Now, every year there are these games to figure out who is the strongest Amazonian. And Diana wants to compete, but her mother, Hippolyta, would not allow it. She's too scared of Diana getting hurt, even though Diana is amazing. So, Diana dresses herself in armor so that no one could recognize her. She bests everyone at archery, at hand-to-hand -hand combat, at pushing boulders farther, and she wins the tournament. She reveals herself to be Diana, and her mother can't take it. But the rules are the rules, and that's one thing that the Amazonians are very stuck to, keeping the rules. So they give Diana her magic gauntlets that wrap around her wrist and protect her. Now, to test her, one of the Amazonians has an actual gun and points it to Diana and shoots. And Diana is able to block it like instinct. And after she does so, her mother says that she's worthy and takes her to a secret storage and shows her the symbol and says, this is the symbol of the women that died nobly to be Amazons. And she gives her the dress, which does look like Wonder Woman's current costume, red with the bird W's on it, stars in the blue, etc. So with this, we move over into Steve Trevor. Now, Steve Trevor, if you are familiar with the Wonder Woman history, is one of her love interests and it starts off with him in the rain 
Steve is Colonel Trevor. He really wants to fly this plane, and he's being told that he needs to be on this mission. So, he gets into a plane with a co-pilot. Now, they're flying, and there's this storm, and it's thunderous, and it's not looking good. And there's something going on that's not correct in here. As Steve boards the plane, and there's thunder and a storm, his boss looks out and says, Tonight you do the bidding of Ares, the god of war. So, on Themyscira, Wonder Woman is in her full garb. She has her shield, her sword, everything, and she's on horseback. And she notices that there's a storm that is so strong right now, kind of stronger than she's ever seen. And there is a goddess, and the goddess is talking to Hephaestus and says, Hephaestus, is it ready? And there are a bunch of other Amazonians who are there, kind of watching. And Hephaestus is making something for Wonder Woman, for Diana. He's taking that magic girdle that Gaia had produced, and he weaves it into a lasso. And this will be one of Wonder Woman's most famous tools that she uses, one of her most famous weapons. It's this lasso that is truth. And what it does is anyone who's wrapped into it can has to speak the truth, and it's also almost unbreakable. Because it's this, it's this girl that was made from Mother Earth. So Hermes comes down, and he gives the lasso to Diana. Now from there, so the next part is Hermes takes Diana to a kind of broken, desolate old city. And here he says, this is where the disaster called Hermes wrecked this area. And they hear a howl, and they're not really sure what it is. So they go inside of these ruined temples to investigate what's happening. And they hear these moans, and Hermes shines some light down. So Diana jumps in to see what's happening. And there is a woman. Her name is Harmonia. And she's wearing a green hood. She has bandages wrapped all over her face and her body, almost like a mummy. And her long gray hair is just messily coming out of her hood. And she says, what are you doing? Why would you call me sister? And she reveals that she is the daughter of Ares. But she hates Ares too. So she gives Diana... A talisman which looks like a giant red disc with engravings in it and she says you need to go find the other part to go do something and just then heard me says I hear something I hear the cries of someone and so they rush out and there Steve Trevor's co-pilot is strangling him from behind and the plane is going down in addition to having such a thunderous sky and the person who's actually the co-pilot is actually Ares in disguise. He is trying to take Steve Trevor down to slam into the island of Themyscira to have Steve Trevor accidentally drop bombs and whatnot. But Diana rushes to the plane 
and there a bomb has been dropped, and Diana uses her new lasso to wrap the bomb before it can do anything, and she hurls it back into the sky where it explodes into the water. Now, Steve Trevor has ejected from the plane, but he's crashed into the water, and he's unconscious. So Diana dives for him, dives deep into the water. She manages to wrangle him and pull him out. And there, she's nursing him back to health. Now, the other Amazonian women are wondering why would she do this. They know that they're not allowed to have men on the island, and they also heavily despise all men. Even Diana's mother says, do you remember the last man who was here, meaning Hercules, bound me and forced me to do his will, and he spat in my face. And Diana doesn't know why she saved him, but she just needed to because he was someone who was in need. And then Athena appears, and Athena says, Diana, we need you for a mission. You have only one half of the talisman. You need to go find the other half in order to defeat Ares before he brings about world war. So, Diana gives the other half of the talisman to Hermes. He puts it on his staff that has two snakes wrapped around it, kind of like the medicine symbol. And he takes Diana and he says, let's go fly off to find where the other half of this talisman is. So with that, they fly off into the sky. And Diana is also carrying Steve Trevor in her arms. Hippolyta, Diana's mother, is crying because she again has to see her daughter leave this world. And she's not sure if she will come back. Now as Hermes and Diana and Steve are traveling through the air, there are these two gods that are watching. One looks like a ogre slash elf with a helmet on and a cape, a blue cape. And he is named Phobos. His brother looks older, whether he has green beards and whiskers and hairs coming out and green everywhere and snakes coming out of his head. And his name is Demos. And both of these are gods. They are both the sons of Ares. Now, Diana and Hermes arrive in the city of Boston. And this is Diana's first time ever being outside of the mascara, let alone she's in America. And she is just enthralled by the architecture and everything. She finds everything to be so exquisite. So they land and she sets Steve Trevor down into a hospital bed where medics rush to him and take care of him as he is knocked out. They're not even sure what happened is his old boss actually is very surprised because Steve Trevor should have disappeared, but he's alive. So while the medical staff is taking care of Steve Trevor, Hermes and Diana go on their way to figure out where the other half of this talisman is. Now Hermes takes the talisman off of his staff and he hands it back to Diana. And Diana is kind of walking around Boston and she is in a library where she just sees a bunch of books and there happens to be a woman who is on the top rung of a ladder looking for a certain book 
and the woman almost slips and falls, and Diana rushes to her and catches her right before she hits the ground. And the woman is saved, and she is interested in Diana. She says thank you, and when Diana speaks, she speaks a very old language. But this woman is kind of like a historical linguist. So she knows that this language is a very ancient form of Greek, but she can't really understand it. So Diana can't communicate. So what Diana does is she pulls out the talisman, showing it to the woman, saying that she needs some type of help. Unfortunately, the woman touches the talisman and it causes her to see kind of everything. She sees the past of the goddesses fighting and she almost gets a crash course into the history of the mascara and Diana. And after she kind of regains herself from getting knocked out from touching this talisman, she can understand Diana. Now those two gods I mentioned, Deimos and Phobos, are watching again. And they're getting angry at Hermes for helping Diana. And they're getting annoyed because she's getting closer and closer to finding the other half of the talisman that will be used to hurt their father or to stop him. So, what happens is Deimos, the one with all the green, goes to a leadership conference. And there he says something that's very relevant with almost any time. He speaks and kind of hypnotizes all the world leaders there. And he talks about, well, he talks about America to the American leaders. And he says, if this nation is to be strong, we must be strong. Strong enough to crush those who defy us. Nothing must be permitted to interfere with our plan to protect our country, to protect our power. And so what he's doing is he's brainwashing these leaders to incite war. Now, at the same time, Steve Trevor is waking up. And as I mentioned, his boss is kind of being run by Ares. So Steve doesn't have a good feeling and is not trusting. A nurse goes and she tries to inject Steve with a sedative to calm him down. But he punches her. And then he tries to get up. And then his boss punches him. And Steve escapes the bed, and they have a fight with elbows and everything going. And even Steve is able to evade the guards who are blocking the door. So Diana's gone to the house of the woman that she met in the library, and they have all these books ready to research this talisman. And there the woman's teenage daughter sees Diana and gets very angry at her mother. She says, Again, you bring someone home and you're not going to have any time for me. And she runs off to her bed. And the mother assures her that, Diana, that everything will be okay. So they spend the night opening up books, reading about this talisman, trying to figure out where the other half of the talisman could be. But there's something very strange. On their mantle, there is a statue a statue of almost like a demon goddess. And the young girl is passed out on the couch watching TV. And then the statue 
opens its eyes and they hear a scream. Wonder Woman, Diana, and this librarian lady rush downstairs and there they see the statue has come to life. And it is a slender purple demon with long purple hair and sharp teeth and big red eyes and pupils like that of a cat. And she says, my name is Decay and I am your death. So she takes the girl and jumps and runs out through the roof. And the girl has a very quick form of aging her skin becomes wrinkly and she says what's wrong with me and as she's pulled her mother just looks in horror so very quickly wonder woman or diana grabs both the mother and the newly aged daughter and flees as the house behind them crumbles because of decay everyone is shouting wondering what is going on and while the house lays and crumbles a red smoke appears from it and out shoots decay and she says come and feel my touch because if she touches you you'll die and in her hand she raises the tiara of wonder woman and she puts it on and with that she jumps into the air and flies away Wonder Woman rushes after her to claim what's hers and they're having a chase in the skies cars are seeing them they're going through lightning everything now the gods are watching from Mount Olympus and Hermes says I should not have left Diana alone now she's being chased and tortured by decay and all this bad stuff is happening and Aphrodite says it has to happen and the other gods are saying too that if mortals are to survive then they have to be the ones to find solutions now with that the news is reporting on the chase between Wonder Woman and Decay and at this point in time they don't really know anything about Wonder Woman they are just seeing Whenever decay passes by, trees flying through the air, those trees just rot and start to die because that's what her power is. Now, decay then hovers over the city and she shoots an orange beam right out of her mouth and it destroys monuments and statues and whatnot. And one of them, these statues, is like a Greek got a statue or something and is about to fall on some people but Diana is able to get into the way and hurl it back at Decay now she goes after Decay again but Decay is running or flying away and she passes by buildings that cause them to crumble bridges, nothing can stop her even tanks try to get in the way but it doesn't do anything so Wonder Woman flies directly at Decay and is able to punch her in the stomach. But Decay grabs Wonder Woman's throat with her hand. And in that moment, because of her touch, Wonder Woman starts to feel her skin become weak. 
She feels wrinkly as if her body is decaying. And the case as soon you will become dust. So Wonder Woman pushes herself off and her skin is looking wrinkly and old. But she takes her lasso and she hurls it around the neck of Decay. And Decay can't break free from it. And she tries to shoot these beams out of her mouth. But because of the tension on her throat, she can't do anything to get rid of it. So Wonder Woman squeezes and squeezes and pulls, and eventually Decay literally explodes. And the tiara that she stole from Wonder Woman is left on the ground. So Wonder Woman hooks it back up, and as she puts it on, a swarm of news reporters fling to her, and they ask her all these questions. Who are you? What's your name? Do you have a boyfriend? And she gets overwhelmed and she leaves. Now, in the underworld or in another dimension, Ares' two sons, the green one, and uh, his other son, Phobos, they're together. And the green one has snakes coming out of everywhere. He's torturing his other brother, saying, I can't believe you thought that Decay was going to be a match for Wonder Woman, who is a daughter of Gaia. There's no way that would have happened. And because of your foolishness and stupidity, you are ruining things for father, who is Ares. They are the sons of Ares. So the green one with snakes lets the other one perish and fall into a pit to die, even though they're gods. Now, the next day, the news everywhere is reporting Wonder Woman, the Boston Chronicle and Globe Leader and whatnot. These newspapers are showing Wonder Woman and her beating decay. And Steve Trevor notices her on TV and says, I was right. That's my angel. She saved me. And I first, I'm not sure if she was real, but she's real. I need to find her. Meanwhile, one woman and the librarian, the woman that she saved at the beginning, they're at the hospital because remember her daughter is suffering from this age, age thing that's happening, this from decay. One woman, by the way, has fully regenerated back to normal because she is um, a god, basically. And they don't know what to do. And Wonder Woman holds up the talisman again that they had, or the amulet. And the librarian says, of course, there has to be some magical power in here. We need to research it. So they leave the hospital and they go back to their house so that the librarian can do more research on what this amulet is and if they can figure anything out to help her daughter. Wonder Woman then notices something outside. So she goes out she sees a man with a gun. She takes her lasso and quickly wraps it around the gun. She pulls it back and she notices then it's Steve Trevor. And they said, what are you doing here? And he was saying, I've been looking for you because my life depends on it. Now, back at the Mascara, the Amazons are wondering what's going on. Why is the sky so black? It shouldn't be this black right now at this point in time. 
and some of the oracles are saying we don't know Apollo is not answering us as he usually does something is wrong and underneath Mount Olympus there's a great ship that looks like it's almost made out of bones and Apollo is there and he's unconscious and perhaps that's why it's dark because there's no one to drive the chariot which pulls the sun every day now Artemis is trying to wake him but he is yet to wake up meanwhile the news is showing what's going on in the world there's war there's violence there's deceit everything and while they're back at the librarian's house Wonder Woman holds up the talisman and says we still have this ancient talisman to figure out the librarian says yes that's right so they just try and try and try and figure it out but it's too taxing they draw the inscription of the talisman on a sheet of paper and it almost looks like constellations of some sort but they can't decipher anything meanwhile all these wars around the world are starting to reach their boiling point because Demos or Phobos the, the son of, of Ares with all the green with the snakes coming out of everywhere he has a big beard that's just made out of a bunch of snakes he's holding the other part of the talisman and with that power him and his brother are able to incite humans to want to start a war so back at the librarian's house Wonder Woman holds up the drawings that the librarian has done to showcase the points of the talisman on paper and the news is reporting too and in that moment Wonder Woman realizes what's going on the coordinates of where these potential wars are is exactly the drawing that the librarian has meaning that Ares's plan is to cause war in all these places so that there will be a nuclear war and a third world war now when she realizes this she tells everybody and Steve Trevor the librarian a bunch of people say we need to stop this ASAP otherwise there's going to be a nuclear holocaust so Steve Trevor says I want to go with you and Wonder Woman says, no, you can't. And he says, I have as much stake in this as you do. So he puts on his gear, his guns, his helmet, bullets, everything. And Wonder Woman transports herself to librarian, Steve Trevor, and a couple other soldiers holding the talisman into an alternate dimension. And there they encounter the sons of Ares, Deimos and Phobos, who are ready to fight. So... At first they try shooting at these gods, but it's not really doing much. Now, Nemos has, I told you, a green beard that's filled with snakes, and he has snakes coming everywhere, almost like a Medusa, but out of facial hair rather than the top of his head hair. He's actually bald. So he sends his snakes after Wonder Woman, and he's able to wrap her up. And some of the soldiers are shooting the heads of the snakes, but he has so many that it can only do so much. Meanwhile, the other brother, Phobos, he has the power to turn into a giant spider or a giant cat, and he's attacking the other soldiers. So, 
as they're pummeling, these gods are pummeling humans with their guns and whatnot. Deimos wraps all of the snakes around Wonder Woman so that she can't move. She is constricted. With her last bit of energy, she takes the tiara off her head and she throws it. And it's so sharp that it cuts through the snakes of Deimos. And as it makes its way towards the snake bearer, it reaches his head and she cuts off his head with her tiara. His head falls off a bridge and his body plummets to the floor. And in his hand is the other talisman. So now the librarian and Wonder Woman have both sets of the amulet. And with this, now they can find Ares. So when they put the two pieces together, they're transported back to the missile base and they're able to tell humanity to not launch the rockets and to wait. But it's actually too late. Someone has pushed the button and the rocket is ready to go and to shoot into space or to shoot across the sky and drop on another country. And that person is Ares. So with that, the nuke is ready to go, but it needs someone to turn the key to officially launch. So one Roman and Steve Trevor are trying to talk to the guards, the soldiers, and to reason with them to let them get to the key to turn it off, but they won't listen. So Steve Trevor tells Wonder Woman, go Diana, go. And she blasts through them. And as they shoot at her, she's able to deflect all the bullets with her, her um, wrist gauntlets to, that are able to deflect bullets. Ares appears on TV and he's talking about how this is destiny that he has to surpass his father Zeus who surpassed his father and who surpassed his father and as Wonder Woman is fighting all these soldiers and pushing them back and whatnot she is hurled into another dimension and Steve Trevor is able to get to the key and to stop it from being turned now, Wonder Woman is in the darkness, and at her face are the feet of Ares. He stands in dark blue armor, a dark blue cape, and a helmet with horns on it that covers his face like a Spartan helmet. And he says, you're here to face me. And he shows her the entire world of humans fighting and killing each other and he says that my victory is inevitable so don't really think you can do anything about it meanwhile because there's no sun out anymore and whatnot his things on the earth are starting to decay and to die like plants so the island of the mascara is just becoming rotten and queen hippolyta even she is starting to look old and withered down one woman goes back and forth with Ares. They're fighting, and he grabs her by the neck, and he throws her around. He's able to thrash her. As he grabs her, she takes the amulet out of her pocket and jams it into his face, 
and that has a lot of power to hurt him. He steps back with his hands in his face. He says, how dare you strike a god? And then he shows her the future of the world. The mascara is obliterated and lonely. Humans have destroyed everything and there's nothing. With her last bit of strength, Wonder Woman takes her lasso and throws it around Ares. And she's basically saying, if you want to see the world, let's look at the full consequences. And with that, Ares sees the full destiny of the Earth. There's total obliviation. There's annihilation. There's nothing. Through nuclear war, every possible thing is gone. And the Earth is no longer green. It's just dead. And Ares realizes that if he surpasses his father Zeus, he will just be alone. And he actually weeps. Tears stream out of his helmet. And Ares says he doesn't want to do that if he's going to be alone. He realizes that destruction, which is the god of war's job, and oblivion are two different things. So he sends Wonder Woman back. And as she goes back, her and Steve Trevor are able to make sure that the nukes don't shoot off, but she's so injured that she's collapsed. So Steve Trevor picks her up in his arms and he tries to rush her to a hospital. Now, Hermes, the messenger of the gods, he shares the news with Mount Olympus and he says, arise my brothers and sisters and rejoice because the threat of Ares is gone and Olympus is born again. And there all the gods are rejoicing and they're so happy that there's no destruction of the earth. Zeus is happy because that means Ares is not that strong anymore or is not gonna destroy him and overthrow him like the prophecy. Now, Diana to repair is brought to Themyscira and she's bathed in the waters to bring herself back. But Zeus is a little bit jealous and conniving and he says to Poseidon that he wants to still have control over Themyscira. So as Diana is thrown into the water and she's repairing, Poseidon is there too and he's able to help her heal and in a minute Diana jumps out of the water and flows into the air and her mother Hippolyta who looks back to normal no longer feeble and old is so happy but Zeus still wants them to praise him even though they they won't because they've been blessed by the goddesses of Olympus and don't want anything to do with Zeus. So Hermes drops his pair of sandals, which are which are winged so that Diana can get off the mascara and go back to Earth or fly around wherever she wants. Diana immediately comes back to the hospital where that young girl was turned old by the demon decay. And what Diana brings is she brings kind of an herbal treatment. And while the young, old girl is lying in bed, 
Diana has this herbal treatment from special waters from the mascara and she puts it on the girl and instantly the doctors are amazed as she starts to reverse she's no longer old and she comes back to normal now there's a publicist who tracks down the librarian and says hey you're the librarian that's working with that wonder woman lady and she says i think she could use some pr help she needs someone to help manage her and the PR says, lady says, I don't know anything about that. Please just, just leave. But she slips her the card. Now, the librarian runs to the hospital when she gets the call. And there is one woman and her daughter who looks young again. And the librarian can't believe it. She goes and she rushes and hugs her daughter and embraces her very, very tightly. Now... Now that the Earth is saved, the publicist is being a little bit aggressive and trying to establish a meeting with Wonder Woman to say, I can help you with your image. How about, and she's actually the one who comes up with the name Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman was called Diana Prince. But she says, we can't use that name. It's not catchy. And she makes Wonder Woman. So with that, Wonder Woman is on the cover of Time and Life and People magazine and all these things. And everyone's kind of reading about her. And Steve Trevor, he's he misses her very much. And he sees her on these newspapers and whatnot. But he lets her have her life. Now, far away in England, there's a mansion, an old mansion. And it almost looks like a castle, actually. And there's a servant. And this servant finds all these magazines that have Wonder Woman on them and about rejuvenation and whatnot. And he brings a stack of them to a woman who is beautiful, slender, and she has a tall cane. She has an issue walking. And he says... Here are the publications you wanted. And it's revealed that this woman's name is Minerva. This is going to be the woman who will become one of Wonder Woman's greatest rivals, Cheetah. And with that, that is the first origin story of Wonder Woman.